0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's going to be a negative episode, let's be honest about it. I'm Nathan Rudolph, he's A.J. Hayfley. that's Allie oh, Monroy. I forgot to take myself out, but okay. <laughs> that's alright, the Avs forgot to show up on the defensive end tonight. It's true,
1: all forgetful.
0: <laughs> Obviously not the way the Avs wanted to start off the series. Dropping game 1 five to 5-3 to Dallas. I mean, let's be real. If your name isn't Nathan McKinnon or Gabe Landeskog, the Avs probably need more out of you. True. It's that simple. Uh, the Avs I, the I, showed up, but that's it.
1: I would even say Miko Rantanen was a lot better in this one. He was. Than, but, than, than we've seen. And even then, still need more.
0: Yep. Straight up. Just need more. And it was sloppy from the get go, uh, particularly the defensive side for the Avs. I mean, the zone exits were just abysmal all night long basically so
1: their entire defensive structure tonight was more of a suggestion than yeah. an actual structure um they were they were awful tonight honestly um i i'm i'm typically the first person to remind people that there are two teams on the ice and it's not just about what colorado does or does not do uh, and that other teams oftentimes deserve lots and lots of credit for the things that they do. But the abs handed Dallas
0: three of the on silver platters. They were just defensively wandering and not covering back correctly. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yep. You just can't have that in a playoff game. It has to be better. Every single defenseman did not play well. Even Kale McCarr, who had some good moments offensively. Even he couldn't hold a puck in the offensive zone. It just was not going their way.
1: The only reason that it was not a disaster for McCarr was because each time that he fumbled those pucks, he found a way to make up for it without taking an interference penalty. Oh, my God. He would literally like fly down the ice to try and make up for his mistakes when he would fuck up. I tell you, it would be. It, first of all, adult language wasn't me. Wasn't AJ? Yeah, I just oh, seriously. God, no. I said it, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave now." I got. I got. Yeah. See, it's, it must be nice <laughs> oh, to have the what? power to just take oh. yourself out of the show. Oh. Um. Honest. Honestly, though, it's as much as it's adult language. Uh, it's, it's appropriate. Very it, accurate. Yeah. Like it. Every, if if every if every defenseman was able to make up for their mistakes the way that McCar was at the blue line the avs might have actually stood a chance in this one and they they did stand a chance in this one they because nathan mckinnon was just that spectacular
0: mckinnon wouldn't take no for an answer and if you're looking for a bright spot a silver lining the avs played like dumpster in their own end and their bottom nine forwards played like dumpster in the forward end and this was still, for the most part, a one-goal game. So,
1: I'm sorry, people. <laughs> I didn't mean to say wow. a bad word. <laughs> the abs. It's the abs' fault. They made they made me feel this way. Honestly, um, so I'm I'm now more disappointed in Allie than I I am in Nikita Zadorov.
0: Hey, oh, come on. <laughs> that is. I
1: I have higher expectations for you than I do. See. So uh, uh. can
0: can I just say on the the last goal that Zadorov gave up, which is the one I believe we don't have, unfortunately, but Zadorov steps up into the play. Yeah, 100 percent. Maybe he should have stayed back, but he makes the hit on Klingberg. Klingberg basically falls over and it kicks off of his skate into loose area. When you can't buy one, you just can't buy one.
1: It was ridiculous tonight. Like every questionable decision. Like you need, you need
0: a little bit of puck luck sometimes. Well, and you need, you need, you
1: need, you need somebody to pick you up. That too. Like you, you need a goaltender to make one save. Each, each goalie gave up one goal where it was like, you gotta stop
0: that. I, I get uh, it. I get it. But <sighs> it's the Kudobins over there making that save in this game. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's like it's it's like how many of the goals have uh, outside of the back to back Brazils? How many times has Colorado beaten a goaltender just like just straight beaten one on a shot, on a nice shot, one that wasn't tipped, uh, you know, one that one that doesn't hit three things on the way in or whatever, right? Like it's just giving those up kills you. It just kills you. We saw it. You look at you look at game three against Arizona and you look at the Brad Richardson goal in transition where they came down and oh look. They get they get a clean look and you just beat a goal they just beat a goaltender, right? And but I mean both of their both their goals in that 2 1 game in game three against Arizona were like that, where they just beat the goaltender. And then tonight, I mean, you get a little unlucky on the first one with Sagan, where it hits EJ stick, it kind of takes a funny bounce. But like, uh, how do you how do you even give that that shot up? Yeah, like I just I don't even honestly there were so many frustrating things. Let's I guess we should just start at the beginning. Sure, let's because
2: we have that's goal, it sets the, the tone.
0: The first goal clip we have and it just kind of runs all the way through here. As... Back,
2: really good shift for the Pavelski pinch line there, forcing the Avalanche to defend.
1: I mean, look now at. Jamie
2: ben with the puck. Out in front, score! Tyler Sagan, his first goal of the postseason. One, nothing
0: So, unfortunately, I can't unmute myself because that's just the way today has gone. I, even StreamYard isn't uh, cooperating, but the Avs just couldn't do anything right in their own zone in this game. I mean, from, from minute one. It was brutal. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just so casual. Zadorov was retrieving that puck, and that's Nikita Zadorov at his worst. Yep, at his absolute worst is when he's just being casual with it, and he never looks like a guy who plays with a sense of urgency. But you can tell when he's being really casual; it's just yep. not. It's a total disaster. It is, and and like this was this was this was an awful game for Zadorov he was directly involved in three goals against in which you could, you could look at something and say, this is either, this is either your fault or you played a significant role in this. Like it's, it's tough. Like it's.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, far and away, the most egregious this. one. The, <laughs> far and away, the most egregious one was uh, Dallas's third goal or was it the fourth, I believe in the second period, uh, where fourth. he just wanders into the neutral zone for no yeah, apparent reason.
1: That was the, th- on the fourth goal. He just, he literally just wanders into the neutral zone because he was like, well, oh, I guess the puck's going that way. He doesn't read the ice. He doesn't do anything. This is exactly what we've talked about being the problem with Nikita Zadorov. when you ask him to read the play and you make him actively to have to do things that are beyond just playing one-on-one defense or hit somebody, he struggles. He cannot read the play at a high level. He does not process the game quickly enough. He just doesn't. And we saw that over and over and over and over in this game. Even without the goals against, he was still not able to process the game quickly enough. I think I have the goal if you guys want to see it. Yeah.
2: Then Jamie Bent sends back into his own back, into the Colorado zone. Cuts around cold. He got a shot away from coming around behind the net. Sticked aside by Franzos. And now Klingberg with the puck for Dallas. Bend to Sagan. Bradulov on his left. Sagan shoots safe. Rebound. Score! Bradulov again. His second of the game.
1: 4-2. I mean, somewhat, somewhat, he's somewhat bailed out by terrible camera angles there. Because we can't we can't see all of it, what's happening, but we saw on a reverse angle where you could from from uh, they had the camera angle from behind the net up high, yeah, and you could see what was going on, and and Zadorov just wanders into the neutral zone by himself. Just there, he's not reading anything. He lets Sagan get behind him, it creates a two on one, and then Ian cole has got a bail. He's just desperate at that point. I mean, right? Puck puck management and decision making was. Atrocious tonight. Top. And and, And that's not, yeah.
0: That's all of the defense. I
1: mean, that's not, that was definitely not Nikita Zadorov specific. This is the worst game that Ryan Graves has played in a long time. A long time. And like, there have been some iffy games from him in the bubble. He has not been bulletproof in the bubble. And some serious, it's been seriously iffy with him at times. And this was easily the worst game that he has played. He was awful tonight. And there was one. One sequence, he has the puck in the offensive zone. He's got Kale McCarr. He clearly thought McCarr was going to go somewhere. I don't know why, because McCarr was standing still and made no movement whatsoever. And Graves throws it six feet in front of a standing still McCarr, who literally just looks over at him and is like, what am I supposed to do with that? As much as Rudo may joke that I'm Nightcrawler, I'm actually not. I don't have the ability to teleport. What are you doing? It was so, it was so bizarre. Like some of the decisions that were made, it was just not even all of them under pressure. You can understand when a heavy four check puts pressure on you and it creates things. You're watching these. This wasn't like it wasn't like Dallas just four checked him to death and Colorado didn't respond. Colorado just played brain-dead stupid it, hockey.
0: Dallas would
1: send one guy in
0: deep, barely even put pressure on, and they would just flip it up the ice to nobody. It, it was not puck possession hockey, to say the least, and I honestly don't know what the defense were thinking half the time on, on half of these plays. And there's a certain – you have defensive D on the team, right? You're not expecting Ian Cole to make a nice breakout every single time. But when guys like Gerard, when guys like McCarr, when guys like Graves are struggling to move the puck, the Avs breakout was just non existent, basically.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the, the upside of this is that most of Colorado's problems tonight were Colorado based. This Absolutely. wasn't something. Absolutely. This was, this was not something Dallas did to them so much as something that they, they did to themselves. And that if they clean that up, game two should be a whole lot different. A whole lot different because this was, we wanted to know what was, what was going to happen if they came out and they played a C-level game. Well, we got the D game today. Yep. And you know what? You're not going to win in the NHG. You're not going to win a Stanley Cup playoffs with a D-level game. And you're not going to win. Nathan McKinnon's just not enough to win in the playoffs by himself. Right. Right. That might that that might have flown during the round robin. It might have flown during a qualifying round. Hell, it might have even flown against Arizona because they were that bad. But it's not going to fly against Dallas. Like we have we have talked about Dallas as the inferior team to Colorado. I am still one thousand percent there that they are not as good as Colorado. But Dallas is better than Arizona.
0: Yep. This is. I think I thought this was a perfect game of an example of making your own luck because I do think the avs got pretty unlucky with a lot of bounces in this game but they absolutely deserved all of the bad luck they got right they like, brought there that was on plenty
1: the plenty of bad luck i mean look at the second goal alone can we can, can we get the yeah, second stars goal because goal that thing game. is that thing is downright comical
2: he looks like he's laboring it he looks like it's his right leg as he gets back to the avalanche bench he's it fires miss the net alexiak to the puck for Dallas. Dallas with Calgary. Penalty is, is over. Shot a shot deflected. Score. The Stars take a two to one lead as Johnson heads to the Colorado locker room.
0: So it starts with EJ getting injured blocking a
1: shot. And yeah. And then possession. Como running into him. Yeah. And that's not I'm not I'm not that's not me throwing shade at Como. It just compounded the knee injury that he yeah. clearly suffered.
0: Right. So it starts with that. The Avs get possession. Cole immediately turns it over. Dallas does nothing with that possession and fires it into the corner to nobody. They're somehow able to regain possession. Blake Como, of all people, fires a shot from out high. It, you can't see it from that angle, but it hits off of Ryan Graves' stick, bounces off of the ice, and then bounces up and over Grubauer's glove.
1: And then goes post and in. Like, right. it's still, like, after all of that, it's still required the good bounce off the post, too
0: it there is no when the hockey gods want you to score sometimes the puck just goes in the net
1: like yeah well and that was like the 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 miko goal uh in uh that that game three loss against arizona where it was like he'd been so bad and the universe was like we're gonna give miko a goal because we have to (laughs) yeah and it bounces off like three arizona skates and goes into the net and you're like Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're like, oh well, that's whatever. Um, but yeah, like sometimes those things, it happens. Like that's a that's that's bad luck. You can't. I'm I'm not I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that you can. You can you can talk your way into negativity over that one. That's that's just bad luck. And there was a lot of bad luck in this one. Little bounces here and there. But at the same time, you know they say that you make your own luck for a reason. Like you, Colorado did not do all of the little things that they need to do uh, in order to in order to be on top of the game, and that's the big thing that that uh, even Jared Bednar and I'm sure his pressure is either going on or has happened. It, it he'll say the same thing: puck management and being dedicated to playing the right way, doing all the little stuff that they do. It wasn't there. Not at all. This was. They lacked energy. They lacked. They lacked that confidence. They they played. They played like garbage today. This was. They played like garbage. The top line was fantastic. People still want to get on Miko Rantanen. He had five shots on goal and three hits.
0: Yep. And
1: I'm assuming the Rockies did something.
0: I would assume so. I can't see it from where I'm at, but I believe they're beating the Dodgers at the moment. So,
1: yeah. Gabe Landeskog also had four shots on goal, seven hits, and two block shots. Guy did ever guy did he a little bit of everything for you.
0: He scored a goal in this hockey game. I
1: I don't and, and like scored a good goal, had a good assist. Miko Rantanen, like had a made a nice play on the first McKinnon goal. Could you could you ask for more from those guys? Sure, but not a whole lot. Of all like the things- especially Landeskog. There's not gonna be a lot more to give there. He played pretty well. Like of all the guys you want to get on. The, yeah. I would, I would, those are the bottom three, the
0: three headed monster. You're not nitpicking in this game.
1: Like, yeah. I like Miko Miko still has that big game in him that like three or four point game. Right. Like that's, that's what he had. He still has to get that for us to feel like, Hey, he's, he's back. Right. But he's been, he's been playing quite a bit better on the whole. So I think, I think we're going to, I think we're going to see a better rant. We already saw a better ranted in here in game one. It was everybody else. I, if you're, if you're starting any of the criticism from game one with the three headed monster, you got a problem.
0: It's the wrong place to start it, yeah. it straight up is um... every,
1: everybody else, everybody. And I mean, everybody, there is not a single for. It's a good thing. Evan's doing the grades because <laughs> there is not a single forward who would get above a D grade for me outside of that top line. Every single one of them was some level of either bad or non-existent.
0: Yep. Uh, Hard to argue. Maybe, I guess, to add injury to insult here, Philip Grubauer injured in the game. I'm sure we have the clip. Uh, Just say it doesn't look good and be it for yourself, I'm sure.
2: One. Dallas Stars with a lead
0: on the hey, look, Ivalanche. my unmute worked this time. Grubauer watches bridge, left leg. He reaches out for a save yeah, and basically just yeah, collapses. Yeah, sure um, that right leg. He stayed down for a long, long time that. here, and that he, was scary. he, yeah, when he got up, he couldn't put any any weight on his left leg. Uh, look, we're not doctors. We don't want to speculate, but that doesn't look like a good injury.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, Somebody, somebody asked me during the game if this was the same thing that happened to him during Stadium Series. Um, it's purely speculative, not getting into that. I don't know. We don't know. We're not going to know. They're not going to update us in any, any of this. They've made yeah. it very obvious they're not updating us on injuries during this bubble phase. Yeah, we had a lot of people in the chat asking about that. So I'll be We're ever not going ever to know. I think it's way. pretty yeah. safe to say that dude's probably not going to play in game two and I, that Michael <laughs> Hutchinson becomes your backup goalie. Yeah
0: that's, that's the reality. Hutchinson is the goalie they brought as their third. So that is what it is. You don't get to add another one. You get to use the one you brought. Yep. So
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speculating on what a knee or groin or any of that. I'm not going to, it's, it would be purely speculative. I'm not a doctor and I don't want to mislead anybody with bad information on that. Yeah.
0: Uh, all There's we can good. say is it didn't look good.
1: Happy to happy to give opinions on things in which I am educated or at least somewhat qualified. But when it comes to an injury like that, I'm not getting into that. I will say, um, talking about guys who didn't play. Look, I don't know what happened with Matt Calvert.
0: Yeah, he uh, he, he warm, participated bro.
1: in warmups. All 13 abs forwards that you would consider regulars took part in in warmups for whatever reason. Matt Calvert did not play. Very, very noticeable absence. That's the kind of guy that gets an entire lineup going. He's a linchpin for them. I, I don't you know, know if I
0: buy that. I mean, yeah, I, absence was noticeable, but I don't think I, putting Matt Calvert in this lineup solves this game.
1: Oh, no. I'm not going to make that argument, but I think he's the key to that fourth line because I think either either one of Belmar or Nieto. <laughs> I think either one of Belmar and Nieto could be replaced by somebody else and as long as Calvert is there, that line is still effective. They took him out. It did. And Vlad Nemesnikov is a super misfit on that line. He does not belong there. It showed. Um, it was awkward. It looked like Bedner did not really feel comfortable putting Nemesnikov anywhere. And he did not look comfortable on the ice most of the evening. There were a couple of things that he did where I thought, oh, that wasn't bad. But again, I would not have given any any Avs forward outside of the top line higher than a D today.
0: The Avs bottom nine forwards was a waste dump. I mean, there was maybe a handful of good plays you could count. Tyson Jones had a great chance in front off of a, a nice feed from, uh, who was it? I don't Don's uh, Donskoy maybe, but because the lines got all jumbled at some point. But yeah, you're counting the good plays from the Avs forwards that weren't the top line on one hand. They just got... Yeah, it
1: you know, was like... It was like Tyson Jost's almost scoring chance.
0: And end of end of list. Yeah. The, the rest of the forwards were struggling to get the puck through quite a bit. I do think, again, outside of the top line, and, and to a certain extent even the top line, I do think leaned on the perimeter shots a little bit. Landy had some great chances in front. McKinnon penetrated some. But,
1: mm-hmm.
0: look, you're down a goal you're working hard zone pressure and the guy you're having shoot the puck is Ian Cole. Come on. Yeah, you can do better. You can do better than the guy with one goal in 82 playoff. This
1: is a nonsense comment. Take this off. (laughs) I have no time for that. It was 48 to 41 in hits. Stop it. Physicality is not the reason. Physicality is not the reason that the Avs lost this game. Nikita Zdorov had had eight hits in this game and was terrible. Stop.
0: I, I think that's the bright side again.
1: Yeah. My, played- my biggest takeaway is that they played they played their worst game of the bubble, and it was a one-goal game in the third period. They, they absolutely
0: – All the way off of Nathan McKinnon alone, basically. Right.
1: The problem is, is that we know better. That's not going to happen every game. It's the three – Nathan McKinnon's is not going to be responsible for three goals a game. If Nathan McKinnon could pull that every single night, the Avs would be almost unbeaten all season long. It's not going to happen. We've seen Nathan McKinnon play out of his mind and struggle to produce and assist. Scoring is hard in the NHL. It's hard. So, love- like, that's the positive. The downside is, is that Nathan McKinnon in that top line may not play a better game all series, and they lost. Yeah, I... So that's the that's the flip side of that is that they may not they they may not get better from their top line and they lost. I would say the other the other side uh, also fair is that low bar Sagan Sagan Ben and Ratchilov have done nothing all postseason and this was by far their best performance. So unless unless the entire series they turn back the clock to 2016, not could not. I'm super not worried about it. And, and I'm just not. Odds. I'm sorry. The
0: Sagan off playing well was mostly just capitalizing on Avs errors.
1: It's true. Like, it's it really, like, you look at the first goal, Tyler Sagan hadn't scored all postseason. Okay, well, I put this in my takeaways, which hasn't been published yet, but we'll be up soon. Like, how many chances has Tyler Sagan had from three feet away with no defender? Yep. How many point-blank chances has Tyler Sagan botched? So, I'm just, I don't know. I'm... I think I think the reality is they just play poorly.
0: It's not hard for the abs to play better in game two.
1: It, they're the the they're seriously. There will not be a much lower floor to their play all postseason. It, they can't. They're they're not going to play a game that is significantly worse than this. It does not. This was this is a this is the bad abs. Yep. This is this is the bad version of the abs. And we've seen the good version of the abs way more often. And yeah, it's saying did kind of flub the shot and without EJ stick kind of redirecting it a little bit, maybe grow even gets it. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to, not going to spend too much time on it. Nathan McKinnon was insane tonight. He was a lot of fun to watch, but I, I gotta say I'm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not going to be a long show, but I do want to ask AJ.
1: Are you worried at all? I'm not. No, because this is that this happened in game 1 it's it's fine. Like you the the fear is that you get into game 5 and you see you see the best that they have finally, right? Well, and
0: I mean my my worry is not now. If the abs come out in game 2 and they look like this again, that's when I start to worry. Yeah. But right now this is one game where the abs look terrible you know they're going to go to the drawing board tomorrow and say this is unacceptable do this do that tidy up the little things that you need to fix start winning some puck battles the big and you're going to see a very different game on monday i predict
1: the only the only thing that i think carries over is the concern about eric johnson because he looked yeah. bad and he looked like he was in serious pain
0: he was definitely playing through something i mean
1: and i would say i i would say i mean game 2 probably just cross him off the list for game 2 Look, we've talked about this. It's I'm it's I'm guessing <laughs> I'm guessing it's gonna be Kevin Kanaan, um, All this talk, Bowen and Byram, and scratching Nikita's. They're not gonna scratch Nikita's door off because you guys would get three shifts into Mark Barbario, Kevin Connauton, third pairing, and lose your collective minds. Yep. And like, and I'm not even, and I'm not even saying it would be unjustified because those two, as a pairing, are wild men. But then you would remember, Oh, right. Eric Johnson is hurt and we're scratching Nikita Zadorov because we're mad. Not because we're trying to win a playoff game. So this is not, this is not the middle of November where you're trying to send a message to a guy that he needs to pick it up. That's what you have a leadership group for. That's what you, that's what you yell and scream and do whatever you got to do in the post game, whatever you have to do, right? Like, you have, yeah. you, these guys know there's a sense of accountability in that locker room that we've talked about time and time again. It's really easy to talk about when everything is going well, but this is when it shows up and pays dividends Look, is when you I, get punched in the mouth when life doesn't round, go your way.
0: I don't, I don't think anyone needs to talk to him. I'm even, I'm sure they will, but I, there's no way Zadorov came off that ice thinking anything, but he played a terrible game
1: straight up. You I I would not be surprised if there was very little conversation with Nikita Zadorov after the game. Because nobody's gonna feel worse than that guy. He knows. He knows. Now you have to say something. You can't right. just say right. nothing. You have to say something. But you don't need you don't need to drag the guy. That's what Twitter is for. That's what <laughs> social media exists to do. You guys have taken care of that. But the team they don't need to do that. They you know what does what is Gabe Landiscock? What are they gonna accomplish Gabe Landiscock giving him an earful? He knows. And there is, you know, this is this is game one of the series. Okay, like there is a tomorrow. There's a there's a few of them. This is not an elimination game. So it's let's take the temperature down just a bit, be upset about it. It was a bad game. They played poorly. They deserve plenty of criticism. They got they got punched in the face pretty good on this one. And they needed that. You're not gonna win a Stanley Cup without having that having that happen to you. Now's your time to respond. Now you gotta get back up on that horse and you gotta do you gotta do what you what you gotta do. You know, you have to you have to respond. You have to it's the same, it's the same thing in life, right? You get you get upset. You get punched. You you know you're you break a window in your car and then it rains on you. And then and then you know, oh, you lose your job. Life hates you. Life sucks. It's coming down. It's raining, it's pouring. Nothing is going right. You're upset about everything. Nothing goes well, right? And it's all crap. But what do you do? You wake up the next day and you get out of bed. And you, you put your shoes on. Please don't do that first. That's weird. You get dressed and then you put your shoes on. And you grab your keys and you go to your car. And you go to work and you grind and you grind and you get through it. Because that's what you have to do. Is that you respond. Life is always going to beat you up. But you got to respond to it. And if there's one thing that I have faith in this group to do, it's to respond to adversity. They have built this team in a way specifically to respond to games like this, because they are human. It's the best part about sports is that we could take everything that we know about all these guys and all these teams and say this one's better, and we could slot them and rank them. But when they actually have to play each other, things happen on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes things are awesome, and sometimes things are are garbage and when life dumpsters you you get up the next day and you dumpster it right back and that's what the abs have to do they have to look in the mirror they've got to respond they've got to say hey are we serious about this cup thing or are we not because if we are we wake up tomorrow we go to practice nikita zadorov puts in the best day of practice that he has all season and he comes out in game two and on the first shift he puts Tyler Sagan through the glass and into fucking Calgary. I'm sorry, adult language. but Let's go, adult language. <laughs> not just that. me
2: today.
0: He
1: smokes that dude, and he says, look, game one is over. It's our time. Technically, this is still our home ice. So it's good. they're going to come out. They're going to respond with the kind of pride that Arizona didn't. And that is one thing that I will say I am completely 100% confident in is that they will respond.
0: I ain't going to follow that up. Let's end the show as bringing the gas in game two. Get out of here. End the show. Thank you for watching, everybody. We'll be back on Monday for the game.